You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and thanks for joining me on another episode of Disrupt Reality. Today, we're talking about something so incredibly near and dear to my heart. It's following up on the episode last week with Susan Shumsky about the power of prayer. Those of us who work in this space get that there is this dance routine that, that inevitably has to be done. We do it all the time, very purposefully, very much on purpose as, as guided by the divine to to encompass, encapsulate all different motifs, all different ways of looking at things because some of these words are so incredibly divisive. And we're going to tackle one of those today. Um, today's episode is all about why is God a bad word? Um, and, and those of you in the spiritual space, in the woo-woo space, in, in the religion space, like what it is so remarkable to me that we've gotten to a space where somehow, some way, God is different than spirit and God is different than creator and God is different than source and God. So, so, and, and, and it's fine. Like there, there are, there is real value in kind of separating out archetypal aspects in, in, in order to develop relationship with each one of those. It's a technique that we teach in our coaching of the, in the inside out kind of protocol it really assists in, in keeping things from being this huge insurmountable thing to, to comprehend. And at the same time, inevitably it's all got to come back together. That is the integration component. That is what makes the difference or determines whether or not somebody's going to be able to break out of that evolved consciousness space that I've got to do my work. I'm doing my journey, da, 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 the kind of dialogue into that full embrace with the divine into that abstract frequency. If we can't move out of that place, and move into that fully integrated embodied existence, then we don't get to experience what it is that we keep seeking, what we say we want. I wrote an article called Stepping into the Abstract, the Next Phase of Human, De- of human Potential. And within it, this, this was the first paragraph that came out. I think it's so important given today's conversation. Why do we hold a perception that the Christian God feels different than the spiritual creator? or the God of Abraham, or the composite gods and goddesses of Hinduism, or the harmonious energy that flows through Buddhism, or the miraculous universal awareness we touch when we seek to discover through constructed thoughts. How is it that the vantage point of seeing the various layers we've created in our human attempts to comprehend ourselves and the world continues to evade us? We can only see the world as we are, so why would we, why would how we see spirit be any different? God is, period. But our understanding of source is always constructed. The creator beyond who exists beyond the reaches of words or thoughts defies all encapsulation. Nothing can be held or contained or examined by the mechanisms it both created and encompasses. The second we can even comprehend it, it has been bastardized, watered down, filtered through the limited layers of interpretation we possess, made possible by the very thing we're attempting to comprehend. It's incredibly egotistical to think we know. And yet we do actually know. But perhaps no isn't the closest we can get to describing the experience. It's more like getting absorbed into spirit and releasing all conscious control. But to be clear, we don't have to lose awareness. Our ability to hold both the enormity of the power and the intensity of the frequency leads us to go away, drop down, or lose the conscious connection. 
connection remains. Spirit is relentless. God's will will be done, right? We're just limited in our ability to comprehend more in that moment. As confidence in that relationship grows, so does our ability strengthen and our systems fortify, but only through establishing trust and pursuing deeper intimacy. From there, the article goes on to compare the difference between personal development and spiritual growth. And it's really important that we look at it in that light. We'll make sure to put a link to that article on this episode page. We're going to take a quick break. And, and when we come back, we dive more deeply into this idea of why is the concept of God a bad word? Um, is God a bad word? Um, and, and how do we reconcile this and start moving into the integrative phases? Um, this is this is a hot one for a lot of you. This is a this is a button. Uh, I'm going to invite you to stay with it and, and to come back from the break. Um, but before we go there, make sure you go to superpowerexperts.com. Um, find ways to play with us there. You, you know, we've got the messages. If you're wanting to go into a program, if you really want assistance in your walk with the divine, we're happy to help you with that. We have a lot of fun in our collaborative coaching programs. Stay with us, folks. We're going to come right back and and evolve this conversation further about why is God a bad word? We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Perfect. We're back. You're listening to Disrupt Reality on the Superpower Up Network. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, and today we're talking about why is God a bad word? This is piggybacking the episode last week with Susan Shumsky on the power of prayer, and it's such an interesting dance. I talked about it before the break. You know, so many of you in the spiritual spaces, secretly after the recording goes off, you know, tell me like, you know, I just, I just don't have the courage to talk about God anymore because every time I've done that, people in the spiritual space shun me, right? Like, how could I talk about spirit as God? But for so many of us, that that was our initiation into a relationship with the divine. A lot of us grew up in in religious households, right, wrong, and different. You know, perhaps you don't agree with the vehicle any longer. Perhaps you do. Perhaps you upgraded the vehicle. I don't know what your religious walk has been or, or, or how you've reconciled the collective consciousness around the atrocities that have been done in the name of God. But ultimately this walk is about communion, full communion with the divine. And you're going to have to reconcile that. Nothing can stand out of reach of that. Anything that you think exists beyond you, that's good, bad, um, you know, unfavorable, low frequency, like it doesn't matter what you want to judge it. It's something that remains outside of your reach, which means it's an aspect of you that you can't integrate, which means you're not going to make it. Think about it. How can you say you're pursuing oneness or a relationship with the divine, but then insist upon leaning into your personhood to judge something to include the divine? It's kind of ludicrous. And yet we do it. 
because we, we all have connotations. It's time that we step back and look at it through the lens of if God is in everything, that means everything. If we believe that spirit is the energy that runs through everything, maybe you don't. Maybe it's just energy. Maybe it's the universe. Maybe it's universal energy that runs through all things. But that means all things. I think a lot of the rejection of the God concept is because for many of us, the introduction to it was this idea of a, a, a father figure sitting in the clouds somewhere. You know, folks, that's okay. It is okay for that to be part of the story. It doesn't have to be the entirety of the story. For some people, it is. That's what provides them comfort. That is their relationship, at least right now, with the divine. How, how is that threatening to you? What's threatening is the fact that you're having trouble reconciling within yourself the contradictions, something that you used to believe and feeling foolish about that, something that you really want to believe and not wanting to feel foolish about it, being afraid to, to, to dive head, head first again and full, fully immerse yourself into something when you've done that before and it didn't last forever. That doesn't mean that it was wrong or bad. I talked to so many of you who have memories of, of growing up in church, of participating in church, of being there, being committed to it, of religiously attending, only at some point in time to feel like it failed you. That doesn't mean that it was wrong. It means that that was the experience in that moment. But part of this walk is inviting spirit back into spaces that you've shut off. Nothing is beyond spirit's reach. Nothing. But you have to offer it up. And I believe only spirit can help you reconcile it. But nothing's an accident. We go through all of it on purpose. There, to, to think that we can look at the world and say this religious path is the only religious path and all these other things were a mistake, an accident, God messed up, human fallibility, is that what it is? Even if it's human fallibility, don't you think that that was also part of it? You know, we don't get to just pick and choose if we, if we want uh, um, uh, an aspect of this omniscient divine entity but yet somehow it's not involved in everything. And certainly when we build in fear, we've removed the divine. Our, we've removed our ability to perceive of the divine in that space. But that's our doing. It doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean it can't be found there. It means we're refusing to look for it there. And if you refuse to look for the divine in the concept of God, that will remain outside of your reach. And if anything remains outside of your reach, you're not fully integrated, and you don't move into full communion. It can't happen. There can be no, no dualism in it. So you're going to have to take a look at that. And, and it's easier, I, or I'm not going to say it's easier. For some of you, it won't be. But a technique could be to first look for that in others' beliefs and, and, and to first honor belief in and of itself, even if you don't agree with it. 
even if, even if you're at odds with the religious teachings. You may be totally at odds with our teachings. That's fine. But before you judge it and push it aside, what if we just start with honoring belief and saying, you know, it takes real courage to pursue a relationship with the divine and to hold to your beliefs, whatever they may be. We can hold gratitude for that first. That starts to soften the things around the edges. It start, starts to decrease the threat that we experience that someone might disagree with us. And we just start gently peeling back those layers. Another great place to start is just love. Just l- look at people through love first before judgment. That includes on social media. Before you craft a retort, are you looking at that person through love? Can you see the divine in everything? Start there. Because I guarantee you it has more to do with your perception and the frequency at which you're perceiving through than it has anything to do with the topic or the information that sits in front of you. When you can wrap your mind around that and reconcile it, then you're ready to master that. But that's a really fantastic first step in the process. So if you've made it this far listening, kudos. And and take to heart what we're talking about here. Apply these concepts in your life over this next week. Ask yourself in every situation, am I looking through love first? You may be frustrated. You may be constricting. But can you stop that pattern of behavior and instead of reacting, take a deep breath and say, I love you. Even if you can't speak the words in your mind, in your heart, start there. And before we want to judge everybody else's walk and the vernacular that they're using and the constructs that they're believing in, let's start with looking at ourselves and seeing where we're being intolerant to them. I'd imagine a little surprised with what you find. So, but until next time, love, frequency of love. Let's make sure that we're looking through that filter of love. Let's uh, imagine that everything is a has a love filter on it. Just play with it, folks. You know, what do you have to lose? And see where where how, how your life shapes up this next week. And be honest with yourself about where maybe you falter with it. No judgment. Just start observing that. You'll be surprised at what you find. Until next time, folks, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. We love you, and we're here to support you. Please reach out to, uh, to us at experts at superpowerexperts.com. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.